Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Thursday, or like I like to call it, happy Friday Eve. Um, thank you for tuning back in to the handbook, A Young Black Divorcee's Guide. I am your host, Hillary. And I know it's kind of late in the afternoon, okay? I just wanted to slide in and do this intro prior to. I honestly forgot that today was Thursday. I was complaining last night about how slow the week was moving. And then all of a sudden Thursday came and I was just like, oh, you forgot to upload your podcast. So with all that being said, here it is. Here is episode eight of the handbook. I hope you all enjoy. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the handbook podcast. Again, follow us on Instagram at the handbook podcast. Hope you enjoy this episode. And until next Thursday, bye bye. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning back into the handbook, A Young Black Divorcee's Guide. I am your host, Hillary, and this is episode number eight, which is probably going to be hard for us to admit, especially perfectionists like myself. But the title of this episode is We're Not As Perfect As We Think, right? So this episode, um, we're basically going to do some self-reflection. I'm going to talk about some things that probably wouldn't have changed what had happened however I know what I won't take into my next relationship right so let's start let's start from the beginning right we're going to start from the beginning when we start to see uh issues I realized issues within myself um number one is I am a controlling person right And I know this about myself. Um, I like things done my way. I prefer things to be done my way. I think that my way is pretty much the best way to do things, right? However, in any relationship, especially a marriage, but in any romantic relationship, you know, not even romantic relationship, we'll say friendships, family ships, whatever. Being that type of person can cause a lot of harm, um... I see it because the other person might not feel as valued. They might think that what they say doesn't really matter, which might not necessarily be true. I know for me, um, I don't even know why I'm like that. I just prefer that if it's, if something is going to mess up, I'll rather have that blame for it. Because like I said, I have an issue with letting go of control. That is, I, I don't know why. Um, my kid's dad will always call it, um, what was the term that he used? Uh, submission. You have an issue like with submitting. And I hate, I still hate that word. I hate submission. Mm, okay, never mind. I hate submission in that, in a certain, um, in a certain, when it's taken out of context, right? Um, Growing up, raised like in a black church in the South, when my views of submission is someone who gives like absolute control and they don't have, they give a control to where they don't even uh, make life decisions for themselves. And I'm not, I will never be willing to do that for, you know, anyone. We can have a, we can have open communication. We can talk about it. But if we're going to make a decision, it's going to benefit the both of us unless it is absolutely necessary for the benefit of the both of us for it to benefit you more right or for it to benefit me more 
Um, but yeah, I hated using that word. And like I said, giving up my control is something that I struggle, struggle hard with. Um, my therapist says it's called living life in black and white, right? So for me, it's either one way or it's no way. It's either yes or it's a no. It's either I'm going to do it or nah, and this ain't happening. And she says some things to me that I've kind of been trying to, well, not kind of, I have been trying to incorporate in my life, right? So she calls it living in the gray. Understanding that things might not go your way, but it's okay because you still have this broad ranges of gray that you can float in between. Um, she states that she stated that I live my my romantic life like I I treat my romantic life like I treat work, and sometimes it's hard for somebody to hold that mirror to your face, but it's a reflection that you need to acknowledge. And not only acknowledge, but if it's causing an issue or you know that it will cause issues, you need to be willing to change it. And that's the that's where I'm at now. You know, I'm learning to live life in that grayish area. And honestly, it doesn't bother me. I thought it would, but it doesn't bother me to allow somebody else to to give up some responsibility to someone else because it takes some weight off my shoulder, which is a concept that I didn't get until until now you know until recently um at the we'll go back because I kind of skipped around but at the beginning of um my marriage I remember um when I first got to San Diego and for those of you who don't know I'm in the military or was in the military I'm getting out of the military right or active duty side so when I first got stationed to San Diego with my spouse um at the time I was placed on night shift for about three months, right? And so night shift was something that I avoided all during my working career until this point. And it was only three months. However, it's probably like the worst three months ever. Um, only because it took a while for me to adjust. My son at that time probably was only six months. So he was pretty, he was still a baby baby. Um, it gave me a chance to be with him during the day. However... It, it was hard for me to, to to let to let that rain go or whatever. Um, so I got placed on night shift, and it took a toll on my body, like mentally, physically. I was just drained. I was always sleepy. I was always tired. And I remember my kids' dad would just be like, "Oh, let's go out. You know, you off this weekend? Let's 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 go down to the beach. Let's you know let's let's drive here. Let's go there." And I would just snap and be like. I'm tired. I just want to sleep. Like, you don't know what I'm going through. Like, you had the opportunity to work blase, blase. I'm freaking tired. I still got to maintain this house. I got to maintain, you know, my wifely duties. I, we still got a kid. Like, no, I just want to sit. I just want to relax. And I just want to go to sleep. Not realizing. Now, I'm, cheating is never an excuse, right? But not realizing at that moment that I was pushing him further away than bringing him closer because that would have been a time to actually sacrifice you know my the desire for me to sleep to spend time with my spouse so that's also something you know that I had to realize like relationships take sacrifice you can't be selfish right um it's a give and take type of thing and if one and if you always find yourself on the giving end of things and not necessarily receiving 
as much or as close to as you're giving there's an issue there's a saying that i like to say that says don't give 100 percent to someone who's only giving you 50 right don't give the completeness of yourself with someone who isn't even willing to meet you halfway and i was the person who wasn't willing to meet him halfway um at the time in my early 20s like that was hard that was a hard pill for me to swallow like it was hard for me to be like dang like yes no excuse but let's recognize like how things kind of could have changed if you would have did x y and z right so that's another thing you know self being selfish it's hard like but it's like i said if you if it's something that you want to work there are sacrifices that are gonna have to be to be made um let's go back to the control issue and maybe i can censor this or maybe i'll change like the um make this episode for 18 years older right control in life kind of goes maybe to control in the bedroom we'll keep it as pg-13 as i can control in the bedroom so and most men unless you're into bdsm and you prefer to be a man a male submissive i think that's the right terminology that i'm using um unless you decide to be a male submissive most men like to be men in the bedroom I had so much control over my life, you guys, where I didn't even want to relax. Like, it was just like, all right, we're going to do X, Y, and Z so we can get X, Y, and Z so I can go to sleep afterwards, right? Probably not the best way to be, all right? Definitely, definitely not the best way to be, especially when you're having a sexual relationship with someone. That is some things that most people probably are not educated about, um, typically because people don't talk about sex. People don't talk about expressing your wants and desires and needs. And that was me. Like I like it was cookie cutter until maybe till the end of the relationship where kind of like a little too little too late situation. But it wasn't until like the end of it where I actually started to realize, okay, you know what? I just gotta relax. I just gotta chill out. You know, I get to work and I'm a certain type of way. When I get home what you need for me to do (laughs) right so that was the aspect that I kind of had to take and I know now even though it was short-lived in my marriage I know now at the beginning of a sexual relationship with someone that's probably something that will come into mind like yo like have an open discussion about what your expectations are and just relax you ain't gotta yell at nobody unless they want to be yelled at you ain't got to be a boss unless they ask you to be a boss, you know, because I told you living in that black and white treating relationships like treating work. And that's something that like I like I've stated before in this podcast, you know, living in the gray, right? Living in the gray, giving and taking, living in the gray. Um, Let's uh, let's see some other things. Uh, I would not. Oh. Some people, I hate when people say that, you know, oh, I don't have expectations in my relationship because, you know, you can't expect anybody to do blase, blase. I understand that concept. However, I don't 100% agree with that concept. Yes, when you uh, set certain expectations, when they, 
when the standards are too high, yeah, you're kind of asking for someone to fail. However, I feel like at the beginning of any type of relationship, you know, friendship, sexual relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, relationship, married, you need to state what you like your expectations and not what you necessarily expect from that person, but what do you want to gain from that relationship i listened to a youtuber um called april mason right and she calls it being a purpose mate what is your purpose in my life what is your purpose to serve me at this moment and what is my purpose to serve you because eventually us helping and pouring into each other's life is eventually is eventually going to make us both grow so what is that purpose let's establish that purpose and I did not do that. I kind of was like, go with the flow, like expecting someone to do something and not, and they not even know my expectations. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yes, you expect certain, certain people to treat you a certain way, but if you don't state those expectations, can you really blame them? Because they can easily be like, well, I ain't know you ain't never say that this X, Y, and Z was what you wanted, right? You know, like I said, stating those expectations is very, very, very important. Sit down, have a conversation, you know, do it. Talk on the phone like, okay, send a quick message and be like, hey, you know, if such and such were to happen, how, how do you react? Like, what, what, how would you expect me to react to this situation? I feel like when you set expectations you take a little less because I feel like you've already made that person known about how things make you feel. And if they don't take that into consideration, it's kind of just like, well, obviously you ain't serious about this. So stating expectations and making sure that a purpose is established for your relationship. There is a book that is written by... I want to say his name is Najib Nayon Najib I cannot remember this person's name um but the book is titled and it's a free ebook go download it the book is titled love is not a game um and basically in this book it, it's it's a guideline to it's meant to be done with couples right but you can if you're not in a relationship it is definitely okay to do it by yourself um and even by couples, maybe like friend, you can do it like for friendships or hey, sexual relationships. That's what if that's what you want. But the book basically walks you through the process of of love and actually helping you establish a purpose for your relationship. And I read it individually, and it's actually a pretty like the book kind of repeats itself, but the the overall synopsis of the book i can understand and it's it's a good read it's a good read it's a good tool um another tool to kind of help you in your relationship um in any future relationship and i like i said these are like things i'm going to implement into my next relationship right um what is the book called i can't i don't know why i can't think of the name of it it's gonna come to mind it's gonna come to mind it's gonna come Okay, let me tell you about the book. book. The book basically gives you... Oh, the five love languages. Oh, I knew I was going to get it. Five love languages, I think it, think it is. So basically, the premise of the book is to help you understand your love, your love language with your partner. 
And therefore, you can basically kind of communicate or, or love each other or understand what that person wants, right? Because certain things mean more to certain people. You know, it, it just depends. For me, example, my love language is acts of expression, acts of gratitude, acts of do. Basically, right? You showing how you express your love for me or how my love language in terms of the book my love language is when you do things for me and when I say do things for me I don't mean like buying gifts um by doing things for me it's just like oh I come home and I'm tired meals cooked trash is out I might need help with an assignment I might need some guidance and this and that you taking your time to show me you taking your time to actually you know show show me that you love me as a type of person that I am right I come home from a day of work, you know, take my shoes off, rub my feet. Oh, thank you, right? That's my love language. Now, funny enough, like everybody thinks that girls are like all touchy and feely, right? Funny enough, the least one of my love languages is is physical touch. I've known that probably since I've been younger. Um, and it's only probably because I wasn't raised like in the family well my mom wasn't very expressive um towards us she didn't hug a lot she didn't kiss a lot um so I want to say maybe that has to do something somewhat with it basically how I was raised however quality is more important to me of a quantity when it comes to that physical touch right however I might get with a partner that, that that's their primary love language but I need to know, like, I would prefer to know that in the beginning because that's what happened with my kid's dad. Like, his primary love language was physical touch. He always needed to be touched. And I could not understand that concept. Like, I, could, I couldn't. So, a lot of our tension and a lot of our disagreements probably came because we just didn't understand how the other person needed to be appreciated, shown that they was appreciated, shown that, that, you, that they were loved, right? So, that's another tool that I would probably bring into... Um, my next relationship but with someone who actually wants to do it like I don't want to I don't want to have to force anyone to do anything that is another thing right that I will take with me um I would kind of try to force my kids dad to probably do stuff that he necessarily wasn't into but because I was into and I felt like it was better at the time I would just be like oh no this is what we're doing going back to that control thing one my way or no way my way or the highway is either yes or it's a no that black and white and it does not work um so yeah those are just a few things where i kind of had to realize yo sis as cute as you is as pretty as your smile is as smart as you is as smart as you is as smart as you are (laughs) that didn't make me sound smart sorry as smart as you are you are imperfect you are not perfect no one is but are you willing to hold up that mirror and actually acknowledge that reflection and if you see any cracks in that mirror are you willing to put in the work to fix that because it to me if the answer is no you might as well just be by yourself I don't feel like relationships necessarily should take compromise. However, I think relationships definitely take communication. 
and it both and it definitely takes both parties working together to grow that relationship grow individually you know um so yeah that's it for this episode it was probably kind of all over the place but hey that's why the title is we're not as perfect as we think right my thoughts ain't even perfect they just kind of scrambling all around so i truly thank you all for tuning for uh tuning in i appreciate you you know listening i definitely appreciate all the support um and just like every episode right we're going to end it with a question and please leave your answer in my voice messages right i love listening to you know your thoughts and actually engaging and getting feedback um so the question that i want to pose today is if you could change one thing about yourself immediately what would what would that be if you could change one thing about yourself immediately what would that be um i'm going to answer that question um i would like to change the thought of when someone comes into my life if they help me that they necessarily want something out of out of me because that's not always true um i still believe that there are good people in the world it's an oxymoron because i believe there are good people in the world however i believe that people always want something that they're willing to give you something but that's not always true some people are placed into your life to help you you know and they don't even ask anything in repayment other than to see you succeed. And that is definitely one thing that I would change right now is my ability to just take people as who they are. And to know that if they if they help me, that genuinely they might just be helping us to style, right? <laughs> All right. So that is it for this episode. Don't forget to tune in. For next week's episode, you guys, we only got two more episodes left in the season. It is gradually moving along. Maybe I'll add in a bonus night episode like Girls Night Out, which was, mm, Girls Night Out was very fun, right? So, as always, remember to always allow love to enter into your life. And until next time, peace.